Hello, friend. This is Taylor with an exciting and important announcement before this episode begins. For the past few years, I've gotten lots of requests from men in my courses for an in-person workshop or retreat. And I'm happy to say that this year it's finally happening in the beautiful mountains just outside of Asheville on July 11th through the 14th. And it includes a nine-week online men's group and training that starts three weeks before the retreat to help us integrate the work we're going to be doing together into our regular everyday lives. The program is called Liberate Your Life Force, and it's for any man who wants to feel truly vital and alive and liberated in his life on a daily basis in things like sex, relationships, in your family, in your business, and with your mission and purpose in life. Yes, <laughs> let's take a breath to that. <sighs> mm. I am co-facilitating this program with my good friend Thomas Duchin, and we've created this program based on our years of working with hundreds of men and figuring out some of the most effective and powerful ways to help us break through the most common ways men get blocked in life, with things like sexual shame, emotional closure and numbness, being the lone wolf, being the nice guy, difficulty receiving, and so many more ways that we hold ourselves back. The good news is we can actually work through these things and come out way stronger on the other side, especially when supported by a group of men and in-person processes that challenge you to become your best self. If this is something that sounds good to you, you can go to my website and click the retreat menu option to learn more. And know that enrollment is first come, first serve by application only, and it's limited to just 18 men, so we can have a truly powerful and tight-knit group. It's going to be profound, it's going to be fun, it's going to be challenging, and I'm so excited to share it with you and the group of men who have already signed up. So if you're interested, again, check out my website. And with all that being said, let's get into today's episode. And eventually... We were approached by this couple. Then we started asking, well, what, what's, what's going to happen here? Oh, it's a Tantra party. It's a Tantra experience. There's, we're going to be touching each other and exploring uh, energy, energetic things. Like there might be some sex involved. And we we're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, excuse me. And they're like, and we'll pay you. Hello, friend, and welcome to the Sex Upgraded Podcast, a podcast for men all about sex, where we'll combine real, authentic, and down-to-earth conversations about sex, life, and relationships with some pretty wild personal stories and practical how-to episodes as well with guest experts from around the world to help you have the most amazing sex life you can possibly have. My name is Taylor and I'll be your host on this journey and it's my goal with each episode to give you practical, actionable things you can start doing today to improve your sex life and your entire life because a thriving sex life will help you thrive in all areas of your life. So let's begin today's episode by starting with a deep breath in through the nose into the belly together. Exhaling with an audible sigh. And let's get into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This is going to be a more edutainment style episode where I share a pretty wild personal story from my past. And I'm joined here again by my good friend, John Handelman. Thank you for being here. Always nice to be here and uh, talk about the things we talk about. Yeah, let's get into the story. How about it? Cool. Getting paid to go to a sex party. It hasn't happened since. I don't know that it will ever happen again. This is not a how-to manual. This is not a how-to manual. And we might learn a thing or two. Maybe. 
Okay. Yeah, hopefully. Let's or at it. least we'll just laugh and have some cringe moments as well because there <laughs> are some cringe moments coming up here. This episode might be offensive to some people as well. Most of my episodes might be, but this one might be especially offensive. And if so. that doesn't get you to listen to this thing, we don't know what will, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. <sighs> Backstory. So in our lives, we all go through different phases and different chapters, if you will. And in a previous life of mine in Asheville, I used to play in a kirtan band. And this is very relevant to the sex party piece, but it'll take a little bit of context to get there and then it will make a ton of sense. (laughs) When I think of kirtan, I don't think of sex. Yeah, most people don't. In fact, that's probably a wise thing. But a kirtan experience, a kirtan band, for those of you who don't know, This is basically where myself and a group of musicians are up at the front of a room playing music for and with a group of people who have shown up to sing with us together. It's kind of like a choir in a sense, and we're singing Sanskrit mantras, and this is actually a kind of yogic practice. asana practice, which most people think of yoga where we're doing the physical poses and we're moving our bodies in ways and breathing and stretching. But then there's a kind of yoga called bhakti yoga. And this is the practice of devotion. So we're all in this room together and we're singing these different mantras in Sanskrit in a devotional way. We're really trying to access our feelings of our heart and our spirituality and connection with something greater. And it can be a really beautiful experience. I don't play in this band anymore because Kirtan started to feel a little strange to me and a lot of other uh, backstory things that I won't go into, but I played in this band for eight years. And every Tuesday in Asheville, we played music, we played uh, Kirtan and we chanted together. And so imagine you have a room full of 60 people all singing that at the same time. It's pretty cool and it's pretty trance inducing. And I played in this band with tablas. Tablas are an Indian instrument that I actually have in front of me right now. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to see there's some props here. You're going to see that John also recently got into a fight with some poison ivy and it's all around his eyes and face and looks like he won because you're still alive. (laughs) The poison ivy currently is winning, but I'm hoping to turn the tables tonight. So I wanted to give you as a listener the sense of what tablas actually are. So I'm just going to play them for a second. They are two drums. They are a classical Indian instrument, and they are played as one drum. But the drum on the left, the bigger drum, is called a bayon, and it's the one you modulate with your wrist. And the one on the right is called a dion. And they're played together as one drum. And if you've ever heard Bollywood music, you've probably heard these things. Like that kind of vibe, right? Like you're nodding your head. You've probably heard of this before. It sounds great to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of this. And another guy in our group played the sitar. And a sitar is another classical Indian instrument. And so we're in these, uh, we're in these chants for this, with this room full of people. And I'm playing these classical Indian instruments. And there's a certain vibe to this experience that you could call spiritual or meditative. And I promise you this relates to sex parties. (laughs) And specifically, interestingly, Classical Indian music is fundamentally different from Western music. So in Western music, we have the uh, verse, chorus, bridge type experience of a song. In classical Indian music, there are two different structural elements that that determine how people play. We have the tall, which is the rhythm, which could be anything from 4-4 to 6-8 to 7-8 to 
12 and a half, all kinds of wild things. And then there's the raga. And the raga is the scale that you play the song in. And the song is improvisation based on those two elements. And it's really interesting in the classical Indian tradition because the ragas, they're, they're kind of melodic feels for the different kinds of music that you're going to play. There are some major ragas, there's some minor ragas, there's ragas you only play in the morning, there's ragas you only play at night, there's ragas you play for celebrations, there's ragas you play for sad times, and they all have these different energetic themes and you can feel them when you actually hear the music. And so it's a fundamentally different style of playing music that's really focused on the here and now. So there's this, this spiritual undercurrent that's running through it, you could say. Right? So that's coming through in the kirtan context. And we're all singing these chants together. And around Asheville, I mean, this is a thing, you know, and we start to get known as this kirtan band to the point where sometimes when I walked around downtown, when we, when we walked around downtown, some people would see us and, and, and bow to us. They'd put their hands together and bow. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> don't bow to me. Like, we're just like, it's a practice. You know, we're doing this together. I'm definitely not any more sacred than you are, by, you know, but it's interesting how people put you on a pedestal, right? Uh, definitely. I think you're a little more sacred than them, but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps my ego is better than their ego. Right. <laughs> yeah. So buddy of mine, Noah, who I texted earlier today, and he said I could share his name. He's the guy that played sitar. And in addition to this kirtan band, Noah and I started playing sitar and tabla out in public in different parts of Asheville. We played at tea houses, we played at different events, and we started to be known as people who would play for ceremonies, ceremonial type experiences, uh, kirtans, different sorts of rituals and this kind of thing, ceremonial dances, and words started getting around and around and around and around. And eventually, we were approached by this couple who said, hey, we're going to have this really kind of special party and we're looking for some, some spiritual music to come in and be the background support of this thing. And at first we're thinking, oh, cool. Yeah, well, we've played for all kinds of rituals. We played for a wedding. You know, we played for all kinds of really important things. Like, sure, we'd love to add some spiritual music to your experience. And then we started asking, well, what, what's, what's going to happen here? oh, it's a Tantra party. It's a Tantra experience. There's, we're going to be touching each other and exploring uh, energy, energetic things. Like there might be some sex involved. And we're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, excuse me. And this is a long period of time before today. You know, this is previous life in Asheville. Well, before I even started thinking about teaching about sex, back when I was still actively struggling with sex at the time. Right. You are not the tailor we know now who comfortably talks to thousands of people every month about sex. You were like, hey, I'm actually just in a curtain band. And wow, I just got invited to a sex party. Did that yeah. just happen? Yeah. And they're, and they're like, and we'll pay you. <laughs> we'll pay you to come. They didn't say sex party. They said, I think it was Tantra party, right? Tantra experience. And so this, of course, catalyzed all kinds of conversations. And we said, okay, we're going to have to think about this. We're going to not say yes in this moment and <clears throat> excuse me brought up a lot to consider wow what's what's actually going to happen in this space are we going to be playing music for people having sex sounds like it wow <laughs> so Noah had to have some really big conversations with his girlfriend it took a lot of negotiating to figure out how this would actually be acceptable for him to do but we decided fuck it why not like we're invited to do this thing let's experience some wild stuff and, 
Did you have a girlfriend at the time? Um, I, wow. <laughs> Long time ago, huh? I almost had a girlfriend at that time, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if if I'm wrong about that, I'm, I might get a kick in the ass by by a friend who's an ex-partner right now. But I think we had not started dating yet at that point. Cool. Um, so, yeah, we said, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so we, I brought my tablas. I brought um, some shakers, all this stuff. My friend brought his sitar. My friend also brought a hammered dulcimer, which is a hammered dulcimer is an instrument you play with with like little miniature hammers that have a bunch of strings on it. I'll overdub some audio so you can all hear what a hammered dulcimer sounds right like right now. But he played it like the Indian instrument that's called a santor. And a santor is basically the original, a more original version of the hammered dulcimer that that exists now in Appalachian style music. So we brought that. We get there. There's all kinds of hors d'oeuvres and stuff set up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right. How did you dress? How do we dress? Yeah. Uh, just black shirt, pants, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Kind of like we're, we're, how we're dressed, how we're dressed right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> dressed for a sex party. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, you know, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, dressed in black shirt, et cetera, and showed up at this sex party. Well, showed up at this tantra gathering. Mm-hmm. Not really sure what to expect. Never having been to something like this before. And uh, have you been to a sex party before of any kind? No. Have you had it? Had you had any group sex experiences before that? Never. Oh wow! Yeah. What an intro. Yeah. Okay. It was a full on bam like okay. crash course intro to sex party. Okay. And so we get there, start snacking. There they welcome us. Everybody's nice cordial people are wearing robes nobody's having sex nobody's naked nobody's doing anything out of the ordinary at this point there by the way the, there's a big age difference here we're in our early 20s these people are in their upper 50s like maybe a couple of people in their early 60s maybe like yeah like that kind of crowd late 40s no definitely 50s maybe early 60s right wow how did you feel when you saw the crowd you remember seeing such a such a different generation doing this kind of thing. It's interesting because at that point in life, like the concept of people in their 60s having sex was not even a concept. (laughs) I figured Mm -hmm. only people in their 20s had sex, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's the only people I was having sex with. Maybe people in their 30s, but that's that's stretching it a little bit. That's stretching Mm -hmm. it a little bit. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we get there and they just rang the bells sort of new age chime bells that everybody rings at the beginning of a ceremony. And they said, now it's time to begin. Musicians, would you like to assume the position? <laughs> nice. We're like, wow, okay, you're already bringing in the puns, you know? So we sat down and I started playing the tabla. And he's doing the sitar and we start creating this musical atmosphere that's really nice for them. And we're thinking, you know, they're probably going to ease into things. They're probably going to start off with some soft touch. Maybe they're going to start off with some... I don't know, breath work, some massage, like whatever. And they just like, this this group of people, there's maybe like 10 of these people, so it's not a massive party, but this group of people just goes full on into like steamy hot makeout mode. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know that this is the Tantra that I thought it was, you know, but I'm here to play music, so I keep going, I keep going. And pretty soon, like the full on sexual things start to happen. There was no slow massage. There was no slow movement really throughout the whole thing. It was just like straight to sex, basically. Very limited foreplay, even compared to how I like to have sex right now. I mean, like they rushed to a lot of the sexual experiences. Maybe they were like, how long is the band playing for? We have to like capitalize. <laughs> yeah, possibly so. 
And so I remember at one point, like all of a sudden, like genitals are in mouths and, and there's this one woman who lays down in the floor right in front of us. And we're playing this nice, like spiritually inspired music for this Tantra experience. And then this older dude kind of squats on top of her and just like puts his penis in her in her mouth and like squats up and down. And she's totally into it and he's into it. And we're just sitting there like, yeah, you know, <laughs> just doing this thing. And it's blowing my fucking mind. I'm like, how did I get to this place right now in life. Why am I here? I'm getting paid for this, but wow, like all these meta thoughts were going on. And Noah and I would look over at each other every once in a while and be like, holy shit, right. look at that. Totally uh, blown away, shocked. Yeah, shocked, blown away. Young. Young, not aroused at all. Kind of more in like a shock, yeah, shock response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of freeze maybe, but we kept the instruments going because you know we were paid to be there for this experience. And then the penetrative sex began. And I'll never forget this experience. And when I talked to Noah earlier this morning, he said one of the things that sticks out in his memory is the sound of these older people like slurping and like, you know, bodies wetly smacking together and all this stuff mixed with this kind of music. Sonically, it was very strange environment you know <laughs> but there was this one uh four post bed with big posts that came up in the in the corner of the room only maybe like six or seven feet away from us and this guy gets on there with his wife and we think cool i guess he's about to have sex with his wife you know and then this other guy comes from the other part of the room and he proceeds to have sex with this other dude's wife like right there in front of us which is a totally fucking mind-blowing concept to me at this point in life, you know? I'm like, is there an error happening here? <laughs> what's going on? Are they going to fight? Like, what's go-? But the other guy seems pretty happy. He's actually just posted up right next to them, watching them fuck right now. Mm-hmm. Blowing my mind. And of course, Noah and I share another glance with each other. Like, dude, do you see this? See what the fuck is happening? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and they go and then they go for maybe like six or seven minutes. And then this dude, they're not using protection or condoms or anything. And this dude just ejaculates and comes inside this woman, pulls out, and the two guys are totally stoked. They look at each other with a big smile on his face, their faces, and the husband leans over and puts his fist out, and he goes in for a fist bump with the other dude. And then they fist bump. And then the husband starts having sex with the wife. (laughs) And we're still there playing this music. And like... Just have it's like yeah, yeah. I guess hearing that, there's a part of me that admires these men for able for being able to share love and love making in this way. Mm-hmm. That I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, I mean I could do that because anyone can do it is what I believe. But that you've trained yourself to do that with that type of response is it's very unique. Very unique. Yeah. 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 What was happening for you? Well, I'll say I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I mean, physically, if I had taken a shit ton of Viagra, I couldn't mechanically have an erection and have that uh-huh. experience happen. But uh-huh. like, that's not appealing to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't turn me on to think about. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I remember uh, just thinking to myself, like, this is about as far from Tantra as I could imagine. Mm-hmm. That was my judgment at uh-huh. the time. Uh-huh. You know, thinking of tantric sex as this thing where people light candles and they have this sort of spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. And to me, a fist bump over your freshly... Uh, come filled wife by another dude mm-hmm. is not a spiritual experience. Okay. My mm-hmm. judgment. Yeah. yeah, yeah at the time. Yeah. yeah for sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah. 
it was a mind-blowing, eye-opening thing. In retrospect, looking at some different perspectives of Tantra now, I'm thinking like, okay, sure, they could have been having a spiritual experience or they could have just been operating under the non-dual belief and experience of the world that everything is sacred. And so like ejaculating in somebody is sacred. As long as you're doing it consensually, as long as you have a you know experience where everybody's happy and not getting hurt, like why not? Like that could be sacred as well. You know, but at the time it broke my brain. It broke your brain in a way you liked? Or you're like, no, 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 I didn't like what was coming up for me. It broke my brain in a way that I was confused about. I wasn't happy or sad about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember the sex didn't last much longer than that, the sex piece of the night, which is pretty wild. We played for maybe like an hour, you know, and it ebbed and flowed a little bit during that time, but then people ate snacks and then it was kind of over, which is surprising, really. I, I thought it would go for much longer than that. And Noah and I, we packed up our stuff and as we were driving away, we didn't even really know what to say to each other. Remember that car ride? We were just like, wow, dude, that happened. We did that. Can you believe that he came in his friend's wife? Fuck, can you believe that that dude just squatted over that woman like one foot in front of our instruments? <laughs> and like just oral sex ramming down in her throat right in front of us at a spiritual tantra thing that's about as far away from tantra as like wow you know we didn't even know what to say and i wanted to share this as a podcast just because it's interesting to even talk about right now but people a lot a lot of times ask me what are some of the experiences that really stand out for you in your memory on your exploration of sex in all the different categories and this is one of those experiences that was just mind-blowing and perspective shifting and it gave me more questions than answers you know it's funny because uh we're friends in uh when we're not podcasting and i know you've had actually a lot of experiences that i think of as more intense than this one Mm -hmm. or uh yeah uh more uh i don't know dramatic let's say Mm -hmm. and uh i think the age was a big factor here but also as you explain this story the age of you mattered i think the age of them seems mm-hmm. to like matter because it, it's impacting me thinking of older people making love in this context yeah i noticed that is i'm like oh older people do that and in this way and mm-hmm. my brain is also getting a little scrambled right now yeah mm-hmm. and now that i'm 37 and you're 43 43 yeah. i mean the ages of early 50s it doesn't seem that far off mm-hmm. from this point mm-hmm. you know and when i look at people in their early 20s i'm like you look pretty young just perspective you know just perspective and i have been to a number of sex parties since then in fact the episode after this one is going to be about the second time i ever went to a sex party which is where i actually participated and didn't get paid and didn't get paid had a mind another mind-blowing but more importantly like heart-opening expanding experience that Mm. totally rocked my world and changed everything for me Uh, but that's that's coming up next any other thoughts or questions about this? And it, I just, yeah, let, I guess I got one. As I'm talking to you, I'm hearing a lot of like uh, uh, different emotions. It's not pure like excitement. Yeah. And I'm curious, would you do it again now? And do you regret doing it then? Mm. Yeah, I don't think I would do that again. Yeah, I wouldn't do that again. I don't regret doing it. And I think it's interesting, the mixed emotions that you might be hearing from me are 
kind of like a subtext or context of wondering like how valuable or entertaining is this actually going to be for people? You know, I have the thought, I have the idea that people are going to want to hear this story because it's weird and unique. And I'm wondering as I'm saying it, is it fun? <laughs> is it useful? Is it entertaining? Is it like, why are you telling me this sort of thing? I don't know. It's just, yeah. Cause when I think back to the experience, it's not something that I felt deeply moved by. It didn't really alter my trajectory in life anyway. It's just sort of like this strange island of an experience that was left with a bunch of question marks. I'm like, wow, that happened. You know? I think that's why I like the story. Yeah. Cause that's life. Sometimes you do something and you're like, I have a lot of feelings about it. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah. It was strange. It's not wrapped up in a neat bow per se. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's true. There's a lot of those mm -hmm. experiences. Mm -hmm. You ever been to a sex party? I think we're going to talk about that in the next episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, but have you? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. I, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, we'll see. I've been to a bunch and I've actually put on some as mm -hmm. well. I've got a number of requests from people asking, could you do an episode about how to actually throw one of these? I would watch that episode. Cool. Well, let's call it at this for now. Mm -hmm. Say thanks, John, for this interesting experiment of this episode. If you like this episode, shoot me a message and let me know because I'm really curious how this is going to land for people. And got any requests for the future, let me know as well. And I will see you next time.